Hello, residents of Meeple Town. This is Dean. And Johnny Originator. And today, your name's not even Johnny. Today, we're going to be talking <laughs> about cooperative games. So thanks for joining us for episode 130. All right, we are here with Johnny Originator. That's not your name. Your name is <laughs> not Johnny. No, I like to say Johnny Originator because I tell John that I'm the reason why he got into hardcore board games because I am the one that taught him to survive, and I think that was like one of the first big games that he started playing, so I like to say I'm the one that started him. So, in a sense, you you created Meepletown. Maybe and so, that, sure, I'll take that. Meepletown would not exist. Or it, it would just be me, I would sure. have created yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think John would have ever been a part of it. Had it not be for me. So. Before that, he didn't know what he was doing. <laughs> no. I he hope was, he listens to this, but, you know, I, bragging rights on that. I, here's the thing. I think this is the way to tell if he's listening, <laughs> if he's listening to the podcast. That's true. That's okay, true. So this is Steven, not Johnny Originator. Steven is one of my best friends in the world. You've heard Steven's name mentioned on here multiple times. And Steven, and we talked about, John and I have talked about this before, Stephen texts us first thing in the morning every time we drop an episode to tell us how amazing we are. So you may have heard us talk about him then. Do you really feel that way, or you just you just say that that we're the best podcast ever? No, I really do. I mean, I, not to be like a cheesy guy or anything, but I I think it's important to support friends and the things that they enjoy doing. And I get excited when other people are really excited about the things that they do. So I just you know I really do appreciate you guys and. I listen to every episode, start every Wednesday morning off with that while I'm working, so it definitely helps start the day off for the week. So, <laughs> Are you going to listen to this episode? Uh, Is that weird? I think I will, but you know, hearing your own voice, it's weird. I don't know. Do you go back and listen to all your episodes? I do. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay, so since I edit the podcast, I'm hearing it the whole time anyway. Okay. It is less weird when I'm editing and yeah. maybe more weird when I am listening to the episode after it's dropped. But yeah. I usually do go back and listen to the final episode okay. at some point, but not always. Do you ever go back and listen and hear your voice and be like, man, I didn't realize I, I sounded like that? Did you ever do that? I'm like, wow, this guy is... <laughs> it's no wonder my wife married me. It's sure. It's because just of my voice. voice. Yeah, no. Sure. <laughs> no, and in fact, I don't think I've ever talked about this, but doing the episodes with John... John has a very good, like, deep voice, and I have a higher pitch voice than John, and so I always, I, I never feel good about the way my voice sounds, and the way I edit it is, I have to edit, like, the, the mix or whatever differently with John's deep voice than my high pitch voice. Gotcha. You and I have more of the yeah, same level, sure. which maybe is good, because we're recording from one one microphone, which means... Yeah. If one if one of us is really loud, it's just the whole thing's gonna be loud okay. or quiet or whatever. So, sure. yeah. So we'll see. We'll see. This is all a new experiment. Yeah, but we're gonna see. You know, you just talked about how deep John's voice is. So you know, we'll really see if he's listening or not because he'll probably hold that against you by you know saying that he has a more manly voice than you do. <laughs> oh shoot! I uh, take that back. He does not actually. <laughs> no, he, does. He, does. he has the worst voice ever. Okay, you listen to. I didn't. Th I didn't tell you I was gonna ask you this. You listen to the Office Ladies as well. Who's better, Meeple Town or Office Ladies? Oh man, you're gonna put me on the spot. Uh, I mean, it's gotta be Meeple Town. Right? No, it's Office Ladies. It's gotta be Meeple Town. You know, because I don't have that. I don't have that connection to the the hosts on on their show like I do oh, with you guys. So you know, I get a little it. bit more. If you didn't know us, there. then it would be Office Ladies. Sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> no doubt. <laughs> I mean, the Office is 
probably still, I mean, to this day, top five show for me all time. So, I mean, it's got to be pretty high up there if they're talking about one of my favorite shows. That makes sense. And they, we've never had Steve Carell on our on our show. I think you should try it. Uh, <laughs> I really do. I'm sure some of these these office uh, guests or um, people have to play board games, right? Yeah. Surely. Oh, yeah. Sure. Yeah. But they, you know, I ask them to come on the show, and they're like. Stop contacting me, or I'm gonna talk to my lawyer. <laughs> it's pretty. That's funny. It's pretty bad. Although I, I mean, I've had people that are, you know, well-known people yeah. respond and just say, "Hey, thanks for the offer, but yeah. no thanks. I don't know who you are." <laughs> but then people like Keith Law, who are like, "Yeah, absolutely, I'll be on the show," and I also don't know who you are. <laughs> if I did, maybe I wouldn't be on the show. Sure. Well, now one thing I will say about Mapletown is, you know, I before you guys started doing this, I never really listened to Pod on a regular basis like my wife will listen to she listens to several different ones of them but you guys actually kind of started that off by doing the show and then got me into i started listening to office ladies and then i, I listened to the podcast and then a few other a few others but i still don't listen to a whole lot but you guys are still always want to make sure to listen to every week yeah and i listen to less too i mean i listen to some board game ones but lately i feel like i haven't I'm trying to think of some of the other ones I've been listening to lately. It's not it's not really been a lot. I've been listening to more audiobooks than podcasts, mm. so nice. other than my own podcast. So maybe that's the next step of Maple Town is you can start reading books. Doing oh, audio books. Okay. You know? If there's maybe you could for... do maybe you could do like the rule book of a bo- of a board game or oh. something. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All joking aside, I've actually thought about that before. I was like, is there a need? And I don't know if anybody's done this before, but if you're trying to learn a game, if somebody would read the, you know, if you've got a commute or something like that and they read the rule book to you, I don't know. That would be maybe a little tedious. Who knows? Maybe I should, maybe I'll try that. Yeah, I'll could, try that. Yeah, sure. You should try it. I mean, okay. You know, I mean, why not? <laughs> okay. Steven also brought me a gift, which I'm going to open up right now. Yeah. This is uh, John, Johnny Meepletown never brought me. <laughs> Any gifts? Steven knows I'm a big root beer guy. We're both big root beer guys, but they make a zero sugar A and W root beer makes a and uh, a sugar free mm. root beer. That's good. It tastes yeah. like root beer. It tastes just like the real thing to me. I mean, it has just as much flavor as the one without it, and you know, zero sugar. So come on now. That's good. Can't get better than that. I appreciate that gift. Yeah, man, for sure. John would never, never do that. <laughs> you're already, you're already one up on him. <clears throat> All right, let's talk about some games. What say you? Yeah, let's do it. All right. I'm going to jump into, uh, mm, let's do, let's do news. I'm going to do a news item first because I knew you would be very excited about this. In fact, when I found this news out, Mm -hmm. I texted my wife, you and your wife all in a group text to say that ticket to ride legacy legends of the West is going to be coming out this year. Oh man. Bring it on. You're pumped. Oh, I'm love it. Yes, absolutely. I'm a huge legacy fan guy. So, and ticket to ride. You like ticket to ride? Oh yeah. Still, still do. That's one of the, you know, my wife and I don't play a whole lot of board games. Um, but when I can get her to the table, if, if ticket to rides on the table, she's going to play every time. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the way we are too. We play a lot of ticket to ride, which it's funny because you're, Jonathan, who was on the episode a uh, few weeks ago, your brother-in-law, hates that game, if I remember right. Does yes, not like absolutely. it at all. And so finding somebody who likes to play this game is is good for me because I love it. Yeah. But a legacy version of this, like you said, is what gets me super hyped. So I'm going to read some of this because I don't, I don't know if you've read the like description or anything, but it says... Players embark on a twelve journey on twelve journeys across North America as nineteenth century pioneers. 
The campaign begins on the East Coast with players working their way to the West Coast from one adventure to the next, meeting challenges along the way. And then as in Ticket to Ride, you're going to be completing tickets. Um, that you're, that's going to remain your primary goal, but you're going to need to develop other skills if you hope to overcome the unexpected events of your resourceful rivals. Uh, game after game, route after route, you'll continuously fill your vault with earnings. And as the story progresses, progresses you'll open frontier boxes that unlock new rules, content, and more surprises. So I'm, I'm really... Oh, yeah. I'm I'm super pumped by that description alone. Now it's different because so Stephen and I played with our wives played Pandemic Legacy. Let's don't tell them how long it took us to play it. We won't. Well, they know because I've <laughs> talked about it on here before, and it might show up on one of our lists later when we talk about sure. our favorite cooperative games. But this is not a cooperative experience. It's a it's a competitive one. Which I don't know. Does that get you more excited, less excited when you're talking about legacy aspect? I mean. Probably a little bit less excited, probably because the legacy. Well, I guess I've played Pandemic Legacy. I guess that's the only pandemic, the only legacy game I've actually played. But usually, when I think of legacy, I think of the the co-op version. So I don't know what a legacy game that's not that way will be like. Yeah, yeah, I, it's it's interesting. I don't. I, I've only played. I think one other. That's not true. I played a couple other competitive ones. And my preference is Pandemic. Still, it's it's still my favorite of all the the legacy games. And part of that is you're progressing together. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lot more difficult to to do a competitive legacy game because you know it it seems like if I'm just getting if I'm winning every game, right. then I'm going to steamroll or whatever. But you you have to level that out a little bit, and so you have to be able to put in mechanisms in the game. If you've won three games in a row. There's got to be some sort of catch-up mechanism that allows me to be able to to do something. So I'm wondering what that looks like in this game. If it's going to be, you know, I build a better engine than you or, you know, something along those lines. But because of that, my preference is cooperative in mm-hmm. legacy games. But I'm still super, super intrigued by this. Yeah, I think it's, uh, yeah. Uh, I told, I showed Kristen, my wife, that, and she's like, we need it. We need it now. So she's ready. So any game, I know we're on the same page, any game your wives can get excited about, I'm all in. So yeah. let's do it. Yeah, and the other thing that gets me a little excited about this is you do have that set 12 games. The one thing, and we'll talk about this with the pandemic, but, you know, you can play 12 between 12 and 24 games of Pandemic Legacy. or Yeah, is that right? So yeah. if you lose one, you've played you again. One, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and that's for every month, I believe. And yes. we played uh, 18 yeah. to 20 times right. from the 18. Somewhere, is that right? 20, yeah. So I kind of like the idea of this is 12. You know that you're going to get mm-hmm. 12 games. I also like, it's supposed to come out in November. Oh, nice. Our wives are teachers. And so it's possible if we can get this to the table, we might be able to knock it out over a Christmas oh, break yeah, or man. something like oh, that. I like it. Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, <laughs> I'm super pumped by this. You're, if you look at uh, BGG or go to the Days of Wonder website, you can see... Uh, you can see the components listed on there, and the map is a map of the eastern United States. So basically, it looks like down maybe down the Mississippi. Yeah, down the Mississippi. What's the guy's name? Um, I uh, you know what I'm talking about the the states starting with Mimmel Mimmel. You don't know this No, I don't know this one. So if you go down the Mississippi, the states that are just to the west of the Mississippi. The Mississippi forms a face of those states, and his name is Mimmel, starting Minnesota, going down to Louisiana. You've never heard <laughs> nice. of that? I have never heard that okay. at all. I can't think of all the states. Missouri's in there. I- Iowa. Uh, 
Uh, Arkansas, Arkansas, is that yeah, right? Yeah, we're not doing really good. Nailed it. Geography right now. It's right. not Iowa. It's uh. <laughs> it's it's got to be your bull. <laughs> Isn't Nebraska in there somewhere? Oh, <laughs> I think uh, Maine. Oh, no. Maybe is that? <laughs> Do we even know how to spell Mimble's name? Uh, <laughs> it's got to be. Wait, that's got to be I uh, Illinois, right? No, 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 not Illinois, not Illinois. No. Okay. Ooh, okay. Uh, All right. <laughs> our uh, geography experts out there go, right. are you kidding me right now? Enough guys? for the geography for the insane. <laughs> Let's talk about a game we know more about. Anyway, check that one out. I'm super pumped about that. And looking at social media, I'm not the only one. We're not the only ones excited about this. There's a lot of hype. This better be a good game. Sure. Yeah. And I think it can bring a lot of um, people back to, you know, Ticket to Ride in general. Because I feel like that's, I know you guys have talked about it. That's kind of like a... <clears throat> stepping stone game where people play that to move on and this can bring the attention back to that game you know yeah. for those who have kind of moved on from it so yeah yeah i think it i think it will it's uh, hype train all aboard the hype train that's oh. where i'm at right now <laughs> come on ride the train that's right whoa too far all right so <laughs> so uh steven you've got a game you want to talk about a game that i love that you've heard us talk about on here i've talked to you about in the past but you just played for the first time, right? Yes. So, like you mentioned earlier, Jonathan, or their friend Jonathan, as he's referred to sometimes, <laughs> is my brother-in-law. So, anytime there's a game that I want to play, Jonathan typically has it. I've said it several times now that between you, Dean, and Jonathan, I never have to buy another board game in my life, which I'm perfectly okay with. So, uh, actually, from one of y'all's previous uh, podcasts, like, or no, I guess it was your YouTube video when y'all were doing your top 150, you guys, I know it was a video from last year, but you guys were talking about Hansa Teutonica and just listening to how you guys were describing that game, I was like, man, this sounds like a really fun game, something I would really enjoy. So, every now and then, Jonathan and I and his dad will get together and we'll play games for what are, you know, for... Maybe the families are just getting together or something, and we'll pull out a board game. And he was coming over to the house and asked me if there was a game I wanted to play. And I was like, I want to try this Hansa Teutonica game because everything I, I read about it and hear about it sounds like something I would love. And he brought it and like instantly loved it. We've, we played it twice. He Jonathan won the first time. Surprise, surprise. But I won the second time. <laughs> oh, so, nice. But winning wasn't, I mean, it was one of those games where I could lose every time. And I just, that, I don't know. It's just one of those games where it was like, man, this is really fun. Yeah. I really love this game. Yeah. I, I love, so you played three player then? Yeah. That, okay. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, the, the appeal to this game for me is just how fast your turns go. Especially if people are actually focused on the game. Uh, you can play a game pretty quickly. It says 45, 45 to 90 minutes. I've never had a game go 90 no, minutes. Um, 45 is pretty is pretty on. Sure. And it's just one of the, I mean, <clears throat> let me go ahead and preface this by saying of all of Dean and John's uh, guests, I'm probably the least, um, the one who plays the fewest games, so the, have the, you know, the least knowledge about board games and as far as their functions and stuff, but... I will say I like in this game how there's not just one way to win. There's several different ways you can win. And, you know, Jonathan was kind of helping us the first game, saying, you know, if you, you probably want to do this first, like, you know, do the do the tra- do the, the train where you get the action, the extra actions and things like that, and kind of helping us figure out the first few steps of the game. But then after that, we kind of caught on, and it was like, oh, you know, you could win this way one time, and then the next game could be a different way. And I, I like games that are like that where it's – where there's just so many different options. Because I'm one of those people, like, if you give me a lot of different options, I want to try everything. I want to yeah. do them all. Uh-huh. And, like, uh, so there's a lot of different options in that game. But I don't know why, but I just, that game was a lot of fun, and I could play that game. Like I told you, I mean, I would put it in my top ten now, probably. It's just wow. that much Wow, fun. okay. I love that game. 
I could. I, I think if I were to rate it on BGG, I would. I would give it a nine and a half. Like anytime somebody said they want to play it, I. I don't think I'd ever turn it down. Yeah. Yeah. I. I'm with you. I. I top whatever 20 30 game or something yeah. like that for me and and for john sure. you say though that jonathan was he was helping you out for the first three few turns but he won the game he did. so was he helping you or <laughs> was he leading you i don't know astray? because he didn't help us in the second game and i was able to win so i don't know i'm not sure i think i just figured out jonathan's strategy <laughs> this is why he wins all the games he's like let me walk you through a few turns <laughs> it's so funny because we'll be playing a game and my son will come over because he's really, I mean, he's a little over five now, but anytime there's a board game on the on the table, he's like, Dad, what's going on? Dad, what's, you know, who's winning? What game are you playing? And anytime he comes over, he'll ask, who's winning? And if Jonathan's sitting at the table, I'll look at him and go, son, how many times have I told you? If Uncle Jonathan is sitting at this table, <laughs> nine and a half out of ten times, he's winning. So <laughs> Yeah. I But the cool thing about that is you can really – there can be some king making where you can you can mess somebody up. You can agree, hey, sure. us two are going to gang up on this person, sure. um, kind of block some of their paths. But it's a game that appears to be mean, but it's really not mm-hmm. because even if you're doing something to hurt somebody else, they're still gaining something from that. Absolutely. And you're having to do th- like you're having to pay a lot to hurt right. other people in this game, even though you have to do that. I think you have to, you know, go through and take some cubes that you laid out there. It's going to set me back by doing that a little bit. But it's just such a unique game that is um, themeless, but it's uh, it's just that fun old dry Euro. That, I was going to say, know, though, yeah, the board and the, the components in it, I mean, nothing's flashy about it, but it's just a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Same, you know, you're, you're a Catan fan, too. We play a lot of, or, you know, every, every at least every year, a couple sure. times a year. Oh, Steven's sure. one of my mancation guys. I don't know if I mentioned that, but, um, you know, this would actually be a good game for that if if we were looking to introduce another game. You can play this one up to five, I think. Is that right? Yes. Um, which there's so. eight of us, but we are not always playing eight player games. So this mm, sure. maybe we should bring I this. I think you should bring it this. It'd be a lot of yeah, fun. I think that would be a, that would be a hit. All right, yeah, that's Hansa Teutonica. Uh, you guys have the big box version of this, which I think is all you can find now. Um, it has a base game and it's got a, some other maps and some other rules inside there. But even just the base game of this is is fantastic. All right, so a game I got to play is one that I was hoping to play with Steven. And we just didn't make it work, which was fine, but it's Stranger Things Upside Down. Do you know anything about this game? You don't. I do not. Okay. <laughs> I know a little bit about the show. Yeah, it's uh, it's a, a, an IP that I love. I love Stranger Things. And my oldest son, who is 11, is now starting to watch this with my wife. They just started watching this. He's still a little unsure of it because uh, a little skittish about some yeah. of the scary stuff in it. But yeah. but they're they're getting through it. I think they're just like two or three episodes into it right now. Um, but Rob Davio, who is the co-designer of Pandemic Legacy, all the Legacy games, a designer that I, I quite love. And in fact, there's some uh, of my... Oh, Wow. A few of the games that are going to be on our list today, he's been a designer oh, of, or, nice. or at least co-designer of. And uh, he's, the, he's the solo designer of this one, and it's a Come On Games game, which is a publisher that I, I love, you know, Zombicide and uh, Blood Rage, lots of other games that, uh, that we enjoy. Mm. So in this game, you're taking on the role of a character, and you've got, I think, six different characters that you can choose from. And which eleven is not one of the characters that you can use? Is that interesting? Yeah, yeah that's maybe a little bit of a kind of a bummer there. Yeah, but it's I think it's okay. I yeah. think it's okay because uh, I didn't realize this, but you can actually 
Um, you can go on their website on Command Games game website. I just noticed this today and download her character dashboard because there's a miniature for her, but she's just like a uh, a countdown for the game. Oh, okay. But you can actually there's a player playable dashboard that you can download, so you can be her. Uh, you can be Nancy, Mike, Dustin, Lucas, uh, uh, and some others. Who did I miss? Uh, Hopper and um, what's her face? Uh, <laughs> Will's Will's mom. What is her name? Oh dear, you put me on the spot. Yep, it's not listed on here. Talking about Winona Ryder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yes, that's right. You can be Winona Ryder in this game. <laughs> so you take on the role of one of them. They're all going to have their own special abilities, and you, the object of the game of the first season is to is to rescue Will. And so you're going to have to go to the upside down to be able to rescue Will. So you're you're going to be in the in Hawkins, and then you're going to be in the upside down version of Hawkins. Going to those different locations, you're going to be picking up items. You're going to be picking up allies, uh, you know, getting allies to team up with you. And the the main crux of this game is that you're going to these locations and you have these action cards. And the action cards just have numbers on them, numbered I think one through maybe three or four, something like that. Um, you're using those cards to take your actions. So if I move and my movement is one, I can just move one if I want. But if I want to move farther, I'm going to have to spend an action card for my hand that's a value of two to be able to move three spaces. If you take an action at a location to get an item, if I play a, a level two card, I'll be able to draw two cards and choose one of those that I drew from. So you're spending these actions to take the actions. There's also uh, contested actions, which are actions that you're going to have to take a guess as to how many cards you want to spend. So I'm looking at a stack of, of tokens and let's say there's five tokens in this stack or four tokens in this stack and I can see the top one. Well, if the top one's five, I know there's three below that that have a value of you know five or less and I'm going to have to be able to take this action fully. I'm going to have to spend cards from my hand that equal to or are greater than the value of all those tokens added together. And that's how you're going to rescue Will. So if I want to rescue Will, I do that. And let's say I play a value of 11 and it's a value of 14 from the stack. Well, I'm going to lose fear on the different based on the difference of that. So I would lose a, a three fear. And one of the games that you one of the ways that you lose a game is if one character get loses um, all of their fears, like your health uh, timer or whatever health counter. And so you're going to be going around the board doing that. Now, the, the cool thing is, is there's a, really the game is hand management, the board game, because you are determining how much, how many cards do I want to spend, because I'll get to draw up to five cards at the end of my turn regardless, but if I spent all of my cards that time, well, once I get through the end of the deck, then I'm going to shuffle those up, and now we move on to Act 2, and more bad things are going to happen in Act 2. Uh, you're going to have to draw these um, scene cards, which are all bad things, and the second act, you're going to have to draw two of those. And the third act, you're going to have to draw three. And there's ways to mitigate all that. But ultimately, you're trying to manage your hand so that you're spending the least amount of cards that you can with also being able to complete the objectives. It's a really simple game, but it's actually a pretty unique system of playing that. But it, some of that can get a little bit, could get a little bit repetitive, but it's also really tense because you can see this timer counting down. And you're like, wow, I've done all this stuff. I've collected items and I've collected allies. But I've not even attempted to rescue Will, and that's what I really need to be doing. All the all the while, the Demogorgon is is uh, he's attacking you, and the, you're trying to avoid the vans from the lab people and all that. So anyway, that's that's season one. You flip the board over, and it's season two. And I haven't even looked at that yet. So I like how they have different seasons on there 
for that. And, uh, you know, you've got Barb as one of the allies in season one. Season two, you've got Bob as one of the allies. I haven't seen his special ability, but I'm guessing it's something sad. Is my <laughs> yes. I don't know. Yes, absolutely. Not to be a spoiler. I can, I can spoil, right? Since sure. it's been, like, how many years? <laughs> yeah, at this point. Yeah, yeah. and my yeah, son's probably not watching, listening to this episode, so I think we're good. Who did you play the game with? I, I just soloed it by myself. I played two different characters just to see if I would like it. And usually when I'm learning games to teach my family, I play that way so that I can learn it, especially with cooperative games. Like I'm playing the full game. Now I know how to play. I'll, I'll play with my wife and my kids, um, or at least my wife until uh, Elias finished up season one and then we'll play together with him. But cool. I think they're going to like it. It's not a complex game at all. I just spent two hours explaining how to play it, which is, you know, too much. But no. the game, it says 60 minutes on the box, which is probably about right. I don't think it's going to be less than that. Maybe your first one's going to be a little bit longer than that. Yeah. Um, but it feels tense, and there is it, it kind of feels thematic. Like, if you go down to the upside down, you're you're losing more fear the longer you're moving around down in the upside down, which is very thematic. So I, I like it. I think it's going to be cool. It's actually, especially maybe when we get to... Um, Halloween time. Oh yeah. Our families like to play some Halloween games together. I think this will be one that we could play together, and everyone have a good time with that. I like so it. I yeah, like it. sounds good. Yeah, I'll have to ha- I'll have to get it painted up before then, I guess, before we we play at that point. <laughs> but put on some mood mo- mood music, play some Stranger Things <laughs> oh, soundtrack yeah, or something like that. That'd be awesome. But yeah, I think you guys would like this, especially since you like Stranger Things so much. Sure. So. Yeah, that's it. Uh, Stranger Things Upside Down that comes out that just came out by Come On Games. Okay, we are talking about our top five cooperative board games. I always have to give caveats before I start list, and I have to do that today. I had a sneaking suspicion. So, okay, Stephen was given two options, I think, right? Yeah. Is that right? So, yes. card games or cooperative games. Stephen loves card games, plays a lot of card games, including non, you know, non board game geek esque card games. You oh, know, yeah. like. What hand and foot and rooks, rook. spades, hearts. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, so Stephen felt it might be a little bit better to do cooperative games. Now here's the problem though, Stephen and I like a lot of the same games, and those aren't always games that that John or or Jonathan even necessarily. Not that they don't like them, but they're not going to be the top games right. of their list. Right. So I asked Stephen yesterday to send me his list as I was going through my list, and I. Uh, <laughs> I had to not redo my list, yeah. but I have to give a caveat before I do my list. Steven has games on his list, maybe all of his games, that probably would have made my list. <laughs> For sure, three out of five of yours would have yeah. made my list. And so I left those off of mine. Okay. I'm doing five games that are totally different from yours. Okay. So mine might be more like a top, I don't know, top eight sure. or top nine list. But just know that... I, I could have easily done a top 50 oh, or yeah. 75 cooperative games. Easy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I sure. didn't realize how much I like cooperative games. <laughs> I do too. I love them so much. So what was your what was your system of, of finding out your games? Well, I just took a couple of them had to do with, uh, you know, which games have I played the most of as far as from a cooperative and just the ones that, I guess, gave me the, how do I want to say, like the like the good feelings whenever I thought about playing them. Yeah. And so, um, you know, a couple of them are a little bit more of, cause we spent a lot of time playing them as we get into this list. I'll, I'll go in a little bit more detail, but I guess just the ones that I just 
I get really excited about the idea of a group of people getting together and playing them. So, yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm gonna say, you know, some people just aren't cooperative game fans, which I totally get that. Yeah. I will say I'm, I'm a big fan of cooperative games. I just, and part of that is it's, it's just the experience, you know. Um, we were playing through. Uh, Legacy, that's a good example of, you know, the game itself was fun, but just sure. getting together and, you know, Absolutely. talking through all that. So so I'll go ahead and start off with mine, and then we'll end on yours, because you'll have a better, you're going to have a better list, apparently, <laughs> since it's a combined of our both. That's all good. So my number five is a game that actually just came out last year. You have not played this game, I don't think, that's Return to Dark Tower. Mm-mm. This is a game by Restoration Games, a company that I, I really enjoy. The Fireball Island uh, recently just played the, um, uh, what is it, Thunder Road Vendetta, which I wanted to talk about this week, but I'm going to hold off for a, a few weeks to talk about that one. Uh, Return to Dark Tower is a game that uses an app, and so not everyone loves this game, but I do. It's fantastic. You've got this tower that sits in the middle of your table with a board surrounding it and the tower is it's bad it's a dark tower Mm -hmm. and you are trying to go around as your character i've got a character you've got a character that have different abilities and we're going around taking our actions to ultimately defeat the big baddie whatever that is um and you have to go around beating these other monsters you're going around uh, going through these mini dungeon quests that you're doing but really how it works is you're going to get all these different resources and you're managing those resources not knowing exactly what you need to do once you go into a battle so if i'm going into a dungeon for example i know that i might have to have um, a certain type of you know uh, or sorry let me let me restate this if i'm going to fight a, a monster I have an idea that this monster, typically, you're going to need warriors to go into battle with this one, okay? So I'll go to battle this knowing that I've saved up all these warriors, which are like your resource in that sense. Um, and I don't, But I don't know exactly what I'm going to need. The app's going to reveal to you, here's what you're going to have to have, and then you're going to spend these warriors to be able to defeat that monster. And you might have to defeat it multiple times or multiple levels of, of defeating this monster. So it's really cool. Again, going back to you know, like managing your hand from the from the Stranger Things game. This one, you're managing all these different resources, and and you are trying to get through it as fast as you can. And and, and the timer, the the app acts not only as the the thing that's telling you um, what you need to defeat these monsters, but it's also a timer, uh, making the game more and more difficult as it goes. And so you want to try to beat the game as fast as you can because if you don't the longer it takes it's just going to get harder and harder before you lose so i like this one quite a bit it's not for everybody people that don't love that app integrated game with it in fact three games out of my five could have made my list um i i considered uh i considered having three of these type of games on my list but i i like it quite a bit a lot of fun that is return to dark tower Nice. You have to play that one. I think you might like that one. Too. <clears throat> it sounds like something that I would enjoy for sure. Yeah, it's a little long too. It's it's hour and a half to two hours um, for this type of game. Mm, I want it to be a little bit shorter, but it's definitely not the longest game on my list. Anyway, Return to Dark Tower is my number five. Your number five is my number five. I guess uh, let me go back to your original question about the criteria or how I went to to pick out my games. One of the other things. And you know this a lot about me, and those people who know me very well know that 
you know, if you if you even do anything with the Enneagram, I'm a, I would be considered Enneagram nine. So what that means is I have fun when I know everyone else around me is having fun. Mm. So some of these games I picked based on I like them, but also the reaction with the people that I was playing with, like they really loved it too. So if I'm playing a co-op game and everybody that I'm playing with, maybe it's not my favorite game at the time, but if everyone around me is really getting into it and really enjoying it, then it's going to probably creep up higher on my list just because I know it's a game I can pull out and everybody, you know, who I'm playing with is going to love it. So yeah. with that said, my number five is Kites. And actually, I just got introduced to this game. I believe it was you, I think, that taught me how to play. I can't remember if it was you or Jonathan. I think you were the first it one was, to show me It first. was me, I think. Yeah. At your house, me, you, and our friend Chris played it for the first time, right? Yeah. And so... In this game, I'll try to do the best I can. In this game, you have, uh, what is it, five or six different timers? Five, it looks like. I'm looking at the Five timers, and you have, uh, and so you're, you're basically playing cards. Everybody gets dealt a hand of cards, and you're playing cards. Whatever card you play, that's the color of timer that you're flipping over. Basically, what you're trying to do is you're trying to make sure that the, the timers don't run out. Uh, any of the timers uh, run out of, of time before you're able to get through and play all the cards. So it's kind of like, a, I guess, the idea of like trying to keep a kite up in the air and not let it fall and hit the ground. Um, but one of the, when I think about these kind of games, one of the things we always do, when I go back to my parents' house, I have eight nieces and nephews and they're all 12 and up. And they, we, Kristen, my wife and I, like for the fast, four or five years every Christmas we'll buy them board games and games just because it's like you know instead of having to buy I got one sister's got six kids so instead of having to buy six different gifts here's a family gift so that everybody can enjoy and so they've gotten to where they really like games and so I brought this one and uh, it was a the funny thing is it was a pretty beautiful day and we could have gone outside and play and done you know play cornhole play basketball but I introduced this game and they loved it they were like man no I want to keep playing kites this is a game that I would say they, I know you refer to, and I guess John too would be a hoop and holler game because this is what what's did you say a hoop a hoop and holler game. no hoot hoot oh no hoop and holler I'm thinking about basketball hoot and holler like BJ from board game gumbo I think he said the I don't know I don't remember what he said it'll come to me go ahead go ahead I'm gonna go look up and see what he said oh that's funny well so anyway so I pulled this game out and if if you haven't played it it's what they call a I guess a real time game where you know, everything is really intense and you're trying to make sure that you don't run out of time and everybody's hollering, hey, the blue's going out or the red's going out or, you know, I can't play this card. And somebody might say, oh, but I got the blue and then play. I'm just like, can be completely chaotic, but so much fun at, and at the same time. And it's, uh, and then you got, not to mention, you got the other cards that you can throw in where, you know, you, you have to be, what is it, the airplane where you have to be silent and you can't talk for a round or the, the intertwine, like where you have to pass a card with a person to your right and one to your left. And um, a storm is coming. So when, it, you know, you play the card and you say a storm's coming. So that way when it gets back to your turn, then you have to flip every single timer. And so it's like, uh, so throwing those cards in can definitely cause a little bit more chaos too. But like I said, my, my nieces and nephew, Kristen and I, my wife played it. She liked it. So that's another way that I pick a game is if the people that I'm playing with just absolutely loved it and everybody that I've played this game with so far loved it so I know it's a newer game but uh, that's one of the reasons why it's made my top five is I, I just it has I have yet to play it with anybody that said that they didn't that they didn't enjoy it so yeah yeah I I love this game we I will say the the one issue that I had 
we we beat it pretty easily yeah. there for a while. Now I know um, I think with more players it probably becomes it a little more, more difficult because sure. um, you need to have the right cards and all that. Um, but something about you and I and Chris, we were just in sync. I mean, like uh, Justin Timberlake style. Oh, I see. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I feel like our communication was was yeah. done really well. I, what I want to see for this game, I'd love to see an expansion that not necessarily adds more of those disaster type cards but something that adds to the difficulty without adding to the complexity does that make sense i don't know if it's like more timers or what it is by the way this is not a complaint of the game i just it's because i like it so much but we've we found it we've had some games where like well that just wasn't very difficult even with those cards um so I want to see a little bit more complexity, but man, this game is so, it's so fun. <laughs> it is. And it's just something with those, is that, am I using the right terminology when you call them real-time games? Yeah, it's a real-time like that, game. That idea, mm-hmm. like, just like, you, you know, it can, those types of games can just become so stressful because you're like, oh, we're going to run out of time. No, flip, flip. Everybody's like yelling, even though they're out mad at each other. Like, yeah, like, you know, you got to play yellow, play yellow. Play. Yeah. It's just funny. Like, like some of my nieces and nephews are like the quietest people who, you know, you wouldn't even know they were in the room, but when they play this game, they're like yelling at the top of their lungs, like, yeah. play the card. It's, it's so much fun. It's funny, too, when you play this, when you first play, I, I think this has happened to me every time, you think, okay, I've got one going, it's going to be 30 seconds before you have to flip that. Yeah. I've got some time to kind of, you yeah. know, wait for this timer to move down oh, a little yeah. bit, but you really don't. You, <laughs> you have don't. to be, you have to be fast <laughs> the entire time. You have to be fast. And Chris and I, the first time we played it, too, like, she's... She was like, we played it. It's like, man, it's a stressful game. I was like, I know, that's what makes it so awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's fantastic. So anyway, that's my number five, Kites. Excellent pick. All right, my uh, number four is a game that's much more complex than Kites. In fact, probably the most complex out of this whole list is my guess, and that is Spirit Island. Hmm. This one came out in 2017, and this one is, the theme of this one is fantastic. So you are an island, and you have these colonists that come in. They're they're visiting, okay? And then they settle. And then they start like tearing things up. And then they start like killing people, right? Because that's what you do when you when you colonize. Sure. And as the island, you're trying to take care of business. You want you want them out. You don't want them, you know, causing all that problem. And so it's really it's such a unique system because you have cards in your hand and you have to spend you have to spend energy to be able to play those cards, but the cards might be a card that is a quick card. I forget what they're called, but they're the the quick cards versus like the delay slow, the faster powers. There we go. So your faster cards, or you can have slower powers. If I play a fast one, I'll be able to play it uh, quickly, as you can imagine, mm. um, before the invaders come and they start to ravage the land. Okay. Or I can play a card that's slower, that that takes a little more, you know, thinking for this time to to kind of process out, but it doesn't take effect till later. Which is such a unique thing because there's some times where you're like, wow, I really wish that I could play a card that plays immediately because we're about to get slammed with all these colonists that are coming in. But you just are not that faction. Each faction is going to be playing out very differently too um, because you have your own your board that has its own special abilities. It's such a cool game and it is more complex, but it's it's not... You know, it's not overly complex, and because it's so thematic, I don't mind that it's that it is a complex game. This is—it's just been such a hit every time I've played. There is a, a version, a version that came out. I, I think it's probably still at places like Target and stuff like that. It's like a—it's hmm. not really a simpler version. It's the same exact game, 
but it's produced uh, not as well. And so you have a lot more cardboard pieces as, a pair, as opposed to the little miniatures that come inside the, the main version of this one. A lot of people love this one. It's actually ranked 11 overall out of all the board games on Board Game Geek. This one's ranked 11, and I totally get wow. it. And there's probably actually a lot of people that are hearing me say this as my number four game. The only reason it's it's lower on this is not because I don't love it. In fact, this has been on my top 50 game before, whereas some of these other ones haven't been. It's because it's a lot more difficult to get to the table. You know, this isn't one that I play with my family. So if I play, it's either solo or with people like John, uh, Jonathan, you know, and, and, you know, they love this game too, but it's just not for everybody. And so same thing that like you said earlier, if, if I'm playing a game that's cooperative, I want to make sure everybody's having a good time. They're yeah. enjoying it sure. and not everybody's going to love this one, which is why I have it so low. You, yeah. You've played this I have not played this one before. I've seen it, like you mentioned earlier, I have seen it at Target and I've heard Jonathan and yourself talk about it before. It would definitely be one I would like to try out for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic. And there's expansions with this too and I've never even felt the need to explore expansions, although I've heard that they're really good. Yeah. Um, and in fact, well, I've played the the version, the Target version, whatever it's called, Horizons of Spirit Island or something like that. Okay. So John has that one, and it has different... If I remember right, it had different factions when you play that one. So it is a little bit different, but... Ooh, it's such a fun game. So good. But it, it plays about 90 to 120 minutes, too. So just as much as my first game does. Nice. But anyway, that's, cool. that's Spirit Island, my number four. <clears throat> my number four is a game that also, I believe, it got introduced, I want to say, I can't remember if it was last year or two years ago. Um... And I love this game so much because it just reminds me a lot of the card games that I played as a kid, um, you know. But this game is The Crew. And me and Jonathan, you know, most of the time I mention playing games, either Dean or Jonathan are more than likely going to be involved. But Jonathan brought this game out. This is the <clears throat> the original one. I, I think there's one called, like, Deep Sea or something. That's right, yep. <clears throat> and Jonathan and I and Steve actually are playing that Mission one. Deep Sea. Mission Deep Sea, yeah. yeah. We started playing that one. But the, the original crew, Jonathan pulled it out. And to me, it just has a lot. I know we were just playing three-man uh, version, but to me it has a lot of mechanics like a spades uh, where you have a trump or you, know, you have your four trumps or you you know you got these missions that you have to go on. You lay these cards out and it tells you, you know, you have, you know, the first person has to catch the first catch and that's the only one they catch or they can only catch a certain color or, or whatever. And... Man, me and Steve and Jonathan, I think that first game, there are 50 or 50-something missions. And, yeah. I mean, we would sit down and do, you know, 10 to 15 at a time. I mean, that was just a game where at least I know my father-in-law, Steve, which is Jonathan's dad, we like this game a lot because, like I said, it reminds us a lot of, like, the card games, you know, just your basic card games that you would play, um, like your spades or your hearts or something like that. And him and I could just sit and play that like we could have just gone through all those missions in yeah. one or two sittings just because it, I don't know, it was so much fun and it just reminded me of that. My childhood was based on, you know, Rook was the only game I ever played until I came to college outside of like Monopoly or something like that. And then I got introduced to Spades and then Hearts. And um, so this game kind of, I know that hopefully that's not too, too far fetched, but to me it kind of reminds me of those type of games and just kind of, I guess there's that sentimental value, sentimental value as well. Um, but man, 
This game is so much fun. Those are the only two guys I've ever played with played it with. But even though we've gone through all fifty of those missions, I would go back and play it again. I would play that one over and over again. It was that's so a fun. that's a lie, Steven. You just lied on the on the radio. <laughs> oh, During COVID, do you remember this? No. During COVID, me, you, and John went on BGA Board Game oh, Arena. Oh, that's right. And I we played. About that. I think we played through like twenty that's right. something oh, wow. of these. I totally forgot that. Without losing, we were. That's right. I mean, we, we were, were crushing yeah. it on there. <laughs> I think it was even. Was it me? It was like, hey, do you guys want to play? I want to think maybe playing this game might have even been my idea. I think it was. Yeah. yeah. I was like, man, this game is a lot of fun. And I knew I knew you and John both had grown up and played a lot of like, you know, trick-taking card games and stuff as a kid and stuff. So I was like, man, this would probably be a game you guys would like. So. Yeah, yeah. And there's – so honestly, one of, the, one of the ideas that I had for a top five for you and I was trick-taking too. Mm-hmm. Trick taking is a huge. It's a huge fad right now. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a huge trend in board gaming towards trick taking games and trying to do it in different ways, which is funny because it's it's not an easy thing to teach. But once you True. know trick taking yeah. at all, all yeah. these games become very yeah. easy to to play. And I I have enjoyed several of these different ones. Crew is probably still up there with one of the top ones of like these. The newfangled trick-taking games. I, I, I'm with you. I think this game is fantastic. But there's some other really good ones, too, uh, that are doing trick-taking in such a unique way oh, yeah. that I, I think... Uh, Cat in the Box, you've not... Or have you played, played Cat, Cat in the Box? No. Yeah. It's not cooperative, but it's a, it's another trick-taking game. There's Fox in the Forest and then Fox in the Forest Duet, which are two-player trick-taking, but the duet one is a solo... Uh, not solo, excuse me. A um, uh, cooperative version, which trick-taking cooperative is kind of a... Okay. I would say I would think a difficult thing oh, to design, sure. Sure. but I think the crew does it better than any other oh, yeah. system out there. It's so fantastic. Oh, and, and the mission, the the mission deep sea is that what it's called? Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. That one. I don't know if you played that one yet or not. With the flipping of the cards and the yes. yeah. Uh huh. Oh yeah. man, it, it just brings a whole another a level to it, and it was yeah, it's just as good to me to us uh, when we're playing it. And um, we even made the comment, or at least Steve and I. I know Jonathan likes it, but. Steve and I said, man, I could keep playing this game all night. Like, I could just sit there and play this game over and over again and, and not get tired of it. And that's one of the one of the reasons. If a game can make me feel that way, then it's going to be really high on my list. So. It is it is like we get done with this one. It's like, oh, let's just do one more because yeah. they're not long. And so <laughs> yeah. you can just knock one out. Even if you lose, it's just, yeah, I'm with you. Oh, I'm yeah. with you. And when you're playing with the people, the same people over and over again. Now, I've played this with people that I'm not in sync with in sure. the same way because we're just playing a couple games or whatever. Sure. It It's a lot harder. But, yeah. Uh, yeah, when you're playing with the same group, it's so so fun. Yeah, and to, back to your point, too, like on that kind of game, if you already have that knowledge of just like, you know, to us, like a trick-taking game just kind of comes natural, but there are a lot of people who didn't play those type of games. So the idea of how, you know, like trick-taking and stuff doesn't just come natural to everybody because that's not something that they've always played. But when you play like... With people like Steve and Jonathan and I who have played those types of games, like even though you may not know how to play the game, if, if you know how trick taking games work, you already have a really good basis and baseline on yep. how to, to learn how to play the game. So, yeah. anyways, that's my number four, the crew. Yep, great pick, excellent pick. I I really consider this was on my on my short list of games for sure. All right, my number what do we got? Three. Yep. All right, my number three is Project Elite, and this one is the new version, the Come On Games game. Wow. I'm probably going to have a few of their games on my list coming up. <laughs> um, this game, I would say, is a the real-time Zombicide, really, is what mm-hmm. it is, even though it's not 
zombies that you're sure. fighting. It's aliens that you're fighting. Have, wait, first, have you played Project Elite? I, I was about to look it up on BGG right now. Keep okay. talking. I can't. It doesn't ring a bell, but... I'm wanting to... See, okay, Steven, i got to teach you this game. You, you would really like this one. So, real-time game where you have a timer set to two minutes, and you are trying to complete these different quests. You've got several different quests in the main box, and then there's a, a couple expansions out as well. One of the quests might be there's... Uh, it's been a minute since I played this. You've got like these, uh, um, what do you call them? These little tokens that are out on the board, and you you basically have to go and and match up dice symbols to the tokens that are out on the board. But it's real time, so I'm rolling my dice, and the dice are going to do several different things. One, I'm going to use the dice if it's got like the arrows on there. It's going to move. I'm going to be able to move my player in a certain direction. If it's uh, a symbol on there, you might use the symbol to load your weapon. Mm. You might then shoot your weapon, and you're going to roll different dice that um, have numerical values on there. And if you have a weapon that's just like Zombicide, so if you have a weapon that says, yeah. I can shoot up to three spaces if I and I hit on fours, and, and it's a value of one hit or something like that. So then I'm going to take out the monsters that I'm shooting with this. But then after you shoot that, you might have to reload your weapon every single time that you do it all based on the rolling of the dice right. really fast. At the same time, as you are rolling your dice, if you roll the symbol that moves the monsters, you're going to be moving, or the aliens, the aliens are going to be moving closer to their objective, which is typically to get to your base. If they get to your base, then they win. And so you're trying to beat them while also going away to be able to, you know, to yeah. kind of towards them so that you can complete your mission it really is real-time zombicide. I mean, I don't know how else to explain it. And after those two minutes, you're you're done, and then you take time to kind of replan. You're respawning monsters out there, so other bad stuff is happening. But it's not going solid for 45 minutes or an hour. Mm. You get breaks in there, which is good, because real-time games can be pretty intense. You don't want to have play one that's you know, straight up an hour of this, so you might throw sure. up or pass out or something. <laughs> I love this game so much. This one has been in my top 50 for a while. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was still on there this year. One that, yeah, you, you've got to play this one. I think you would like Sounds this like one. My wife one. enjoys this one as well. If if you like real time, but even if my wife doesn't always love real times, and sure. she still loves this one. So Yeah, I went back and looked at the images of the game. Jonathan may be screaming, yes, I taught you this one already, but at the top, you know, right now when I'm looking at it, I don't think I've played this one. I don't think he has this one. I could okay. be wrong about this one. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he doesn't. And I've, I've got mine painted up. This is the worst paint job I've ever done in any <laughs> game ever. Uh, but that's okay. I still enjoy it. Yeah, well, then it sounds like another one I need to get to the table for sure. Yeah, yeah, we'll get that one. So that is Project Elite, my number three. My number three is one that you've already spoken about earlier in the um, episode, and that is a game that we took, uh, you know, a game that probably most people can play in a few weeks, if not months. It ended up taking us, what was it, like three or four years to play? Now, ish. Now, you know, with that being said, we also started it before COVID and then, you know, COVID happened and was ha having a hard time getting together to play. I think we even maybe tried to play it via Zoom at one time and I just don't think we were able to make it work out. But that game is Pandemic Legacy Season 1. And this game, man, you know, we've played the regular Pandemic and it's fun, but... I think one of the draws to me to the legacy games is that 
you know, you're all working together and there's like an end in this game eventually. You know, you're like tearing up cards and you're putting out stickers and you're doing these things. But to me, it, it like gave us a reason to like get together. Not that we didn't already have a reason, but yeah. the, this board game specifically, it was like, okay, we got to get together. We got to do these seasons. You know, we got to do these months. And like, I love the fact that this game in and of itself brought the four of us together. And I loved like opening up the boxes and telling us what new things we we're going to get. And, you know, I think one of them, like, I think you had to like swap a character and it was just like all these, all these cool things that you kind of open up along the way and tearing up cards. And it's like, what, who does this in a board game? This yeah. is crazy. Yeah. But, and then like laying out stickers. So that way when you play the next time you knew how to set up the board and everything, man, it's just, I don't know. I love, not only just like getting people together to play a game, but like a specific game for a reason that you're trying to finish or complete. And like, I just, I love that aspect of that game. And I'm with you. I'm with you. I, in the, something that tells a story makes it so much better. Yes. And, and everyone's story is going to be at least a little bit unique. You sure. got the, the main narrative throughout the whole mm-hmm. game, but you know what? And I don't want to spoil too much because there's some big spoilers in this one. If sure. you, you know, if you uh, really dive into it, because I I think really it's if you haven't played this I I really recommend it and I and, but I don't want you to know what happens I guess right. in that but my character that I have you know the, you you grow an attachment to yes. him you know to an extent sure. and and then you know something bad might happen to him which you know that's not a spoiler just something bad could happen sure. to him you might have a or something in the game that might make you get a new character like you said. All that adds to that narrative that just makes it so cool. Yeah, and and yeah, to that point, you know, you play regular Pandemic, and you may be a different person every time, different character every time you play. But Legacy, like you have your specific character that every time you play, you're going to be that person with those abilities, and you know your abilities can you can get other abilities, or you can get scars, or you can like you said, you kind of almost get an attachment to your character because every time you play, you know that's who you're going to be, and you know that's what you're going to do, and. Unfortunately, there were times where, where it might kind of been far between the last time we played to the next time we played because then we'd have to be like, oh, wait, what does my character do? What are my powers? And I have to kind That's of right. remember. And then also, like, we wrote on the piece of paper, like, you know, I loved how we could write the date. I mean, did we win? Did we lose? Like, how you could just keep up with that kind of stuff, too, and just look over and see how long did it take us to play and how many times did we lose, how many times did we win, and... I don't know. I love this game. It's a blast. Uh, I know. You, I think you said there's a season two and even a season zero. And I'm like, man, let's go. I'm ready to, to play the next ones. I am too. And now I hear not great things about season two. Okay. I've heard a decent amount of negativity surrounding that. It doesn't phase me. I still want to do sure. it. Um, it. But I hear better things about season zero. So, you yeah. know, I, I don't know. But not that nobody likes it because I, I sure. don't know. I I tend to like games that lots of people don't like, and so that's uh, I'm I'm fine with that. Our first game, Stephen, was May of 2017. Wow, we finished it October of this last year, so 2022. Five, <laughs> five years, five, years, five years, well, five five and a half years. I wow, guess. that's crazy. Hey, it was worth every minute of it. I there. I totally agree <laughs> with you, and you know the funny thing is when I'm looking at this. A lot of these games we played, we played two a night. Um, oh, yeah. There, there was quite a. Actually, this last year we weren't able to do that as sure. much. We had several that we had to do, yeah, one at a time until our last night, and then we did, we did two in a row. But I did like how it gave you. <clears throat> it's not like a 
kind of like a, what I would say, like a phase 10 where, oh no, you just, you got you can't move on to the next month until you finally eventually beat it. I like it how it gave you another chance, but then, okay, all right, you, now you got to move on, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and also I think the other thing I liked about the legacy and, and I don't know if you run into this much, but sometimes you can get people together and it could take you forever to pick out a game to play. Hey, do you want to play this one? You want to play this one? I don't know. How about this? If you have a specific reason why you're getting together, you know we were we were getting together. We were playing Pandemic Legacy. There was nothing else we were going to play. Yeah. And I love that you just you knew exactly what you're going to play and yep. you're ready to go. So we could have it set up, and as soon as yeah. you walk in, we're ready Absolutely. to relearn the rules and play. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So that was my number three, Pandemic Legacy Season One. That's great, and that for sure would have been in my top five too. I, I would have just said Pandemic in general because even the, just the base. Uh, I love Pandemic the Cure, which the dice version of it, Iberia, lots of Pandemic. So I, I would say if I were doing my list just me, this would have been my number probably one or two. Mm. But Pandemic Legacy has been my favorite of all those for sure. sure. All right, my number two is a game that also you, I don't think you've played this one, but this one I think you would love too. This one's ranked 73 overall. Pandemic Legacy is number two, by the way, oh, wow. overall. Um, this one is Cthulhu Death May Die. This is a game by Rob Davio, one that mm. was the uh, partial designer of Pandemic Legacy nice. and uh, the other game that we mentioned earlier, the Stranger Things, and Eric Lang. So two of oh, my favorite yeah. designers, the designer of uh, Blood Rage is, is Eric Lang and lots of other games. In this game, this one has some feels of like a Zombicide type game too, but you are going around and you're going to be fighting this different, um, a different old one. So you've got these different boxes. You've got a season box and then you have a monster, uh, whatever, the great old one box or whatever, whatever the two boxes, you're going to match up a couple of these. I'll pick whatever season I want to. And then this, this is the boss monster. And then you're exploring a map and you are eventually going to be punching the, that monster in the face. Okay. It's like, it's really cool how that plays out but it's there's a timer that that where that great old one's going to come into play the thing i really like about this game is that the way your character levels up so as i'm taking actions i'm going to be rolling dice to like if i go to fight something i'll roll dice to determine how well i do and um the the, the dice have these symbols on there that will make your, I forget what it's called. It's going to make your, uh, your sanity. There we go. It's going to make your sanity, uh, you lose sanity. Okay. And you think, wow, that's bad. You don't want to lose sanity. And a lot of the games you don't, but in this one you do, because the more sanity that you lose or gain, depending on how you look at it, you're going to get special abilities that unlock. And so you're pressing your luck to, if you lose all of your sanity, you lose the game. Okay. But if you get right up to the edge, you have so many abilities unlocked that you're like this crazy strong player, but you're like living on a thread. Like yeah. It's so cool how that works out. And all the characters' abilities are, are really different. I love games that you're exploring. You're beating monsters. You're working together. I mean, this is you're going to see this with my number one game, too, very similar to this one. I just love this style of game, yeah. and, it, and you do too. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's it's Zombicide feels. Sure. And and so I, I think you would really like this one. This is one I considered bringing out at, at our um, our whatever Halloween party. Yeah. It's my birthday party, is what it is. Yeah, absolutely. Where we I get mean, together let's be and honest, play games. We're really yeah. celebrating here. Yeah. So this is one that I, I thought about bringing out this last year, and I didn't. I will bring it out this next year because I think it's so much fun. Sounds like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. You dig this one too. And I have this one painted up too. Oh man! And it's not as ugly. So there you go. <laughs> oh, you're so good at painting minis, man. I don't know about that. But anyway, that is Cthulhu Death May Die, my number two. 
Well, this may surprise you a little bit, Dean, but my number two is actually, <clears throat> it's a game that I think I can go back to and probably say it's one of the games back before I think you and Jonathan really got into collecting a lot of games. I'm not sure. I don't remember. For but, sure. Yeah, yeah okay. it is. That's what um, I thought. It's funny. <clears throat> so with this is obviously... Uh, so Jonathan and I and, and my father-in-law started playing Catan. Of course, we played with y'all too. But like there for a while, we got into Catan. I think Jonathan, he keeps up with it all. I think at one time he said we played Catan like 500 or something times. I don't know. But eventually Ooh. it was like, yeah. It was like, okay, I guess we need to branch out or something. I remember one day being at um, Barnes & Noble over at the Avenue in Murfreesboro. And I was just walking over to look at the, the board games and, and see what all was there. And I remember this guy, no idea, I didn't have a clue who he was, <clears throat> just walked up to me and he's like, you looking for a game? I was like, yeah, but I don't really know what to... Just some stranger. No, no. <laughs> yeah, seriously, just some stranger. So you're looking for a good game to play? And I was like, yeah, but I, I'm still pretty new. You know, I just play Catan and some other things as far as the, you know, the, the harder board games. And he's like, man you got to play this. And he, he took it off the shelf and handed it to me. And that game was Zombicide. And he was like, man, you have got to try this game. He's like, it's probably going to be one of the best games you've ever played. And I was like, no way. This is silly. It's about zombies or whatever. <laughs> and so, I, you know, actually I was like, you know what? This guy probably knows more about board games than I do. So I'm going to try it. And so I, I got it. I remember pulling it out and playing it with you and Jonathan. Just getting lots of different people together to play and, you know, since then, uh, this was, I guess this was a, these would have been the original editions of the, the versions of the games. But I have, I had all of those. Um, yeah. The yeah. Angry Neighbors and the the Toxic City Mall. I mean, I had, I got them all. I still actually Rue have them. Morgue or something? Was that one of the expansions? Yes, there was something with yeah. a morgue in it, yeah. And I've got them all. Actually, this huge container that I bought at the container store in, in Cool Springs that just bit there. And, you know, sadly enough, I don't think this game has come off my shelf and I since before my son was born and he's almost five and a half. So it's probably been six years since this game has come off my shelf. But anyways, if you don't, if you don't, if you've never played the games on beside, you know, you, you have a character and you start off with these basic weapons and you're going around and you're opening up doors. And when you open up doors, you're spawning these different types of uh, zombies, which have, you know, different levels of some of them are harder to kill than others. <clears throat> And you're picking up weapons along the way, and sometimes you're swapping weapons. But, you know, the, the thing that I just loved about this game was, one, it's the first co-op type game I'd ever played. And two, I just love, I, I love when you play a game with people who are passionate about what you're playing and, like, just having all these conversations of, man, we need to go this way yeah. because, because the zombies could spawn here. No, we need to go this way. Do you even start kind of having a little bit of the battle in between of, like, what to decide, what to do, and... I just loved it so much. I remember we played that game a ton. I, I, I think I'm not somebody that keeps records of the number of plays, but I remember we played that game over and over and over again. I guess that's probably why I still have it high on my list because it was it has such a place in my heart because it was one of the first of that type of game outside of Catan that I, and obviously like Ticket to Ride that I'd ever played. But just that idea of everybody coming together to try to accomplish one goal and. You know, you had your, all your different cool characters who had their different powers. And, you know, some people were better with a sword. Some people were better with a rifle or a bow. And it was just so 
so cool. And I loved, like I said, just getting together and everybody talking about like the different strategies and how we need to go about defeating the zombies and moving on to the next level. And some of those levels, I mean, some of them were easy. They're 30 minutes or so. And I remember some of those being like, they could be like 180 minutes, three hours or more. Yeah, it's funny. It says 60 minutes on the website on, on BGG, but it is, we had some that did take yeah. a long time. Sure. I, I still have such fond memories. It's funny. I've, I'm looking at um, BGG. I've got 17 log plays of this, but I started logging much later. And so, I mean, I, I'm sure we played this 50 times or more back in the day. I mean, sure. we played it a lot. And for me, I never, I never thought of this as like a, as a gateway game, and then I kind of move on to other games. I still love this game, mm. I, I, and it's shocking that we haven't got to play it in so long. Now I do have sure. Zombicide Black Plague, yeah, I which I like the system a little bit better. But there's also the second edition. I want to try that. But honestly, I don't. I don't. I didn't feel the need mm-hmm. to get that because you have all the stuff mm-hmm. for the original one, and for a system that we already liked. You know, there's sure. some people that don't like the the rule where you're shooting into crowds you're gonna right. hit your player first or whatever sure i you know it is what it is i think you just have to kind of plan for it or maybe house rule it or whatever you want to do but this game is still tops for me this for sure would have made my list if if i didn't know sure. what surprised me is that this was <laughs> you're not, not your number, number one. one yeah sure sure and and i wonder i haven't looked have you looked at the second edition i wonder if like are the are the minis like do they actually have color and not just gray? Like, I wonder what all they changed to the second edition. Because it's oh, like the you know, second edition know. of the original game, right? Yeah. I wondered if maybe it's just like different minis or different, like what they changed to the game. But yeah, man, this game is this game is a blast. Yeah, my guess is that it's just the gray ones and it has the base okay. that you put on there. Um, okay. Probably because I, I think the quality is... It's, you know, the old, the old quality of those miniatures is not great compared sure. to what they put out now. Sure. Uh, but I think they have to have like more muted colors to be able to um, get a higher quality. Sure. Is my is, that's my guess. But I'm looking in the box and yeah, it looks like they're all all the same color. Sure. I think unless that's a different game that I'm looking at. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, I would think that a lot of people. I, and I don't know because I'm not you know in the board gaming world as much as you are. But I I guess I kind of part of me wonders like what the knock is. I guess some people just don't like co-op games, but also I know like when it comes to like components and stuff, it's not like some a game that's going to overwhelm you. And you know, you have those cards that are very, your player card that are very flimsy and things like that. But just, uh, I don't know, man, I just, I loved, I guess also one of the reasons why <clears throat> I really got into this game is I'd also started watching, um, the Walking Dead around about oh, that time. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so uh-huh. it was a board game to me that was kind of like with the show, or maybe I played the board game and then started watching the show. Somehow I made the connection between the two, and I just really liked that show. And so I think that just added it, added more to it. But, you know, just the idea of guys getting or friends getting together and killing zombies and coming up with ways to do it. Oh, yeah. It's still a great game. I haven't played a, it in six years. I would still love it if we pulled it out right now. I, I'm totally so with fun. you. I think there's a lot of people that don't like dice rolling in games, honestly. Yeah. There's there's a lot of snobs in board gaming, too. Sure. And so, for me, I don't care. If I'm having fun, <laughs> I don't care if it's the luckiest thing in sure. the world. Um, sure. In fact, I've just played some games recently that are, are super luck fest that um, – I don't care. I mean, yeah. if it tells a good story and it's fun, I I I love it. So this is a game that I I just love, and yeah. and there are I mean, obviously, there's a ton of people who still really like this system. The, sure. the Kickstarters continually do okay. multi million dollars. I mean, oh, wow. every time they do a Kickstarter, wow. and they just did another one, the the third in that black series. So it's black, green, and now white. 
I didn't back anything from the white one, but it's gotcha. Uh, it it had a lot of people still. Sure, and I know we've played the black flag version of it, um, which which is fun, but um, I lost my train of thought. But yeah, so this game is it's it's awesome. I love it. I'd play it. I mean, I know this may sound crazy, but it, for me, it's a ten. Yeah, it's an absolute ten. I would play it every time. Would love playing it the same way every time. You know, just as much as I always. I, always ever have yeah just, it's top 50 it's, for it's me great. so it's close to a 10 for me for it's sure great. um yeah I, I don't think that's crazy at all i think I, our my plays have been tens for sure mm. we've had amazing times sure. playing these games a lot of funny times too <laughs> maybe some <laughs> yeah. uh, silly inappropriate things that we can't <laughs> oh i can't remember. retail some of the jokes on here but <laughs> i remember one of the things i was going to say that about the dice rolling aspect is the idea that you could lose, that you could die. Like, yeah. That you're yeah. not necessarily going to win. And we didn't win everything we yep. did. And I think, you know, if it's just you're going to win every time, to me that kind of takes some of the excitement out of the game. And the idea that you could lose, is it's there. So, uh, anyway, so great game. Love it. That's my number two is on the side. I'm a side. All right. My number one is a game that you have played with me, and you've played this one quite a bit with me. It's a long game. And let's see. 120 to 180 minutes. I will say we've had games that went longer than three hours, if I remember right. That's Mansions of Madness 2nd oh, yeah. Edition. Yeah. Uh, this is a, a another one of those app-driven games where you are going around, you're exploring, exploring a mansion, or really whatever it is. There's different expansions now, so it's not always a mansion. And trying to figure out what you do from there. You know, like you don't always necessarily know exactly what you're doing. You just know I'm exploring something. The story's going to unfold as you go. Eventually, you're probably going to have to beat a monster of some sort. And you are building up items. The story progresses as you go. I love the the storytelling nature of this one so much. I just think this is, I mean, this is a top 10 game for me. Top uh, what was it five or six on my list from this uh, for the last several years it's just it's so good the, my big knock on it is the amount of time that it takes i wish it were a shorter experience sure. this was a go-to and a lot of times it still is a go-to for halloween games this is my favorite of all of those games but a lot of times we'll not play this and we'll play um oh goodness what's betrayal. the betrayal house on the hill instead just because it's a shorter experience you can play more players with that you can play six with that i think mm -hmm. as opposed to five with mansions of madness and a lot of times we do have six players that that plays that night so i i love this game do you you yeah. like this game i do it's been okay. a while since we've played it because i think i've only ever played it with you but when we played it I, i've enjoyed it quite a bit yeah so we definitely need to play that one again cause... we do it's just harder because of the time i mean yeah, it's it, sure. with kids it's not like you can easily have, you know, a three sure. or four hour game sure. <laughs> at one time without, you know, having to attend to something that's going on. Right. So, Absolutely. So my guess is that as our kids get older and older, this will be a little bit more easy oh, to play. Sure. But I still love it. Regardless, one of my favorite games of all time, and that's Mansions of Madness 2nd Edition. Nice. All right. You're number well, one. <laughs> my number one. <laughs> one that most people who would know me would have thought it would have been Zombicide, but... I know there's, and you know, depending on who you talk to, as far as how you rank games, do you do it based on you know the one, the number of plays, or do you base it on it's the games I want to play right now or whatever? I guess this one was probably kind of more towards the games I'm playing right now, as opposed to Zombicide, because I played Zombicide more than this game, but I haven't played Zombicide in so long that I think that's one of the reasons why I put this number one. But that game is Gloomhaven: Jaws of the Lion. Uh, Jonathan, again, you know, most of the games I play with are with Jonathan or you and, and Steve. Me, Jonathan, and Steve started a campaign of this game 
We tried. We actually started the original Gloomhaven, but unfortunately, we were only able to get like a few plays on like a vacation trip, and it was. I think Jonathan would tell you, it's just so much to that game to like have to the boxes, so much stuff to have to carry around that he got this version of it, and he's like, okay, we're gonna play through this version first, and if we get through this, then we'll play the original Gloomhaven. But this game is a blast. I love. Yeah. I mean, again, it's just the. The idea that everybody has their own <clears throat> character that you're building up as you go along. You're earning coins. You can buy different um, items and get different powers or uh, and things like that. And so you're just building it up as you go along. And you know it's really neat how they did the the map. It's just actually a, a booklet and not like a whole big old board that you have yeah. to lay out. And it's kind of neat that you do that. And you know you're you're going into rooms and you're spawning different creatures and you're having to kill them and. I don't know. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I enjoy this game a lot. And <clears throat> I think we've gotten through, I don't remember how many cam- how many campaigns there are. Is it 20? I want to say. I didn't think it was that many. but is it I, not that many? Maybe it is. Okay. I can't remember I'm just kind of throwing a number out there. I can't remember. And I don't think we've gotten through like the first. You can't just say. make stuff up on here. <laughs> 16. 16. Uh, oh, no, no, no. Oh, no, no. I'm sorry. Uh, wait a minute. That's not right. The game includes 16 monster types. Okay, that's not it. And a new campaign with 25 scenarios. So, you, were, yes. yeah, you were way closer than I was. Nailed it. There we go, 25. <clears throat> I think we've gotten through the first seven or eight, but every time I've played it, it's just been a lot of fun. You know, again, you still have those decisions of, you know, you need to go this way, you need to go this way, you need to kill that monster, I'm going to go over here and do this. Now, sometimes there's those fights for the treasure chest, right? Because you want to be the one who gets yeah. the, the those kind of things, but, you know, get the better things at the end. But it's just a lot of fun. I like keeping up with the characters you go along and developing them as you go along. And um, just, again, like, you know, playing with Steve and, John, uh, and Jonathan, they both love it, and that just really adds to it. That We just love it. I guess the one part, and like we were talking about earlier, about a, about a game like that is just being consistent with yeah. it, right? I wish it was like, okay, you know, once a week we're going to get together, we're going to do this. And but Unfortunately, with schedules and things, that can be hard to do. But every time we played it, we love it, and it's just, I don't know. I'm hoping we get back to the table pretty soon. I tried to convince sure my wife for us to play this, um, oh, you know, with it. with our wives, and uh, I think she thinks it's going to be too much or something. But it's actually the way this game eases you into everything is fantastic because Gloomhaven itself, when it just throws everything at you, yeah. it's a lot. It's a whole lot, and it it can be so complicated or feel so complicated. This is definitely the way to go. I'm with you, and even just to test if it's something that you like. Sure, um, I think this is the way to go, and it's it's much cheaper too. But Darren, who's the going to be the new host, uh, co-host of of Meeple Town, he has actually played through the entire Gloomhaven, oh, cool. uh, the big the big one. big box okay. of Gloomhaven. He may have played through uh, Jaws of the Lion too. Oh, nice. But he had a uh, a group that met up weekly to play it, and so I what is it ninety scenarios yeah, or something, something like, like that? that? It's yeah. a, it's a lot. I would love to be able to do that, that. and I've actually. It might get sold, who knows? But I've got Frosthaven when I haven't even okay. played through Gloomhaven. Jonathan does too. <laughs> yes. So I might end up. It's possible I'll sell both of them because sure. I'm not getting them to the table right now. But I'd love to be able to find the group to to be oh, able to yeah, play this. Absolutely. Hopefully, I don't know. Maybe my kids will want to play it someday. You know, go through this campaign. Maybe so yeah, sure. Yeah, but that, that game is a blast. Like I said, I think <clears throat> it's kind of a one one a kind of thing. But more so, I picked that game over Zombicide just because it's been so long since I played Zombicide. But yeah. If I got more games more times of Zombicide to the table, I'm sure I would flip-flop back because Zombicide is just 
still one of my favorite games of all time. But yeah, we might yeah. hate it. It's been a while since we played it. So. Oh, I know, right? So, anyways, <laughs> that's my number one: Gloomhaven, Jaws, and the Lion. Excellent. All right, so that is all of our five. I did want to mention. Uh, I threw this out to the guild and threw it on. Uh, the discord too just to see if anybody really i wanted my juices to get flown make sure i didn't forget any games and so i there are a lot of games listed on here um haley aldrich said sniper elite which i love sniper elite i would say uh it is it is a one versus many so there it is cooperative but i didn't put any of those type of games in here i also didn't have any betrayer games which you don't love. (laughs) Man, I love those, but I also don't... I put them in a separate category of of cooperative. I was thinking full on. Rear Window, we've both played that one. We like that one a lot. Mysterium, which is another Mm -hmm. one that's like Rear Window. Flashpoint, it's been a long time since I've played that. Unfathomable, one that I've played... um, Battlestar Galactica, which is the... it's Unfathomable is the remake of that. Forbidden Island or Desert, those are great great picks. Uh, Tim E. said Paleo, which I've not played. Sleeping Gods, love that game. Mm. Almost made my list. The Crew, This War of Mine, Decorum. Uh, Rob says Orleans Invasion, which is the cooperative version of that. This almost made my list. So did Viticulture World, which is the cooperative version of that. The only reason I didn't include it is because it's a little bit separate of a genre, I guess. Uh, let's see. The Bruce Max says Spirit Island, uh, Code Names, oh, Duet, yeah. and So Clover. Both of those. Oh yes, those I would say top five. Game. So Clover was sure. was uh, was a top ten for me. It yeah, was absolutely. just outside the list. Absolutely. Uh, let's see. Trogdor, which Verla says Trogdor. I have not played this one, but I love some Hope Star Runner. Burn- <laughs> oh yeah. <Burninating laughs> the countryside. Uh, okay. Um, let's see. Paul says. Let's see, Pathfinder Adventure card game. I've played a little bit of that, not a whole lot. Pandemic Legacy. Did not enjoy Season 2, but but really loved 0 and 1. Pandemic Iberia. I love that one too. Spirit Island, Flashpoint, Orleans. Mist over Carcassonne. You might not know about this one because it's mm-hmm. not available here yet. But it's the cooperative version of Carcassonne. Oh, fun. This will be in my collection when it comes out here, yeah. but it's it's been... It's supposed to be this spring, but I think it got pushed back to July or something. That's cool. Elder Sign, really like that. Dwarf Romantic, which is up for the Spiel, uh, one of those Spiels awards. Patrick Foster says, Pandemic Legacy, Gloomhaven, Sleeping Gods, Crew, Spirit Island, Just One, Return to Dark Tower. All those we've talked about. Sure. Yeah, Just One Just is... One. Yeah, that's a good one. Too. That and So Clever could have made yes. my list. Matt Walker says Spirit Island is top dog. No. A lot of people would say that. Wingspan, West Kingdom series and Tomb Saga is, I guess, Wingspan the Asia expansion. I think has a cooperative element. Okay, I was gonna say the original Wingspan game is not cooperative. correct. Yeah, and I've not played much of the expansion stuff. Okay. The, the, yeah, I'm pretty either. sure it's Asia that adds that that element. Maybe. Gotcha. Return. Uh, this is Topher. Return to Dark Tower. Mansions of Madness. Descent and uh, Arkham Horror. TCG. Topher's a friend of mine. Lives in Oregon. That I've often thought if I can get Topher and Steven to play games with me, <laughs> that would make my day. Because yeah. you guys like this. Uh, we all like similar games. That's cool. Uh, Peter Shot says Pandemic: The Cure. Commissioned. Lands of Galzer. Unlock exit games, all those, and uh, Deliverance is another one that he's excited about, which I, I've heard a little bit about that one too. Awesome. And then finally, Dan S says Kitchen Rush. This one I considered for my list too. It is you've not played Kitchen Rush? I don't think so. I almost introduced you this a while back. That's not the video game that you're playing with your sons. Overcooked. Okay. It's, it's it's the board game version of Overcooked. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. So yeah. it's a, it's really the exact same thing. You're trying to speed. That's right. You were over our house yeah, when we were playing that. 
Um, yeah, so it's the board game version of that, which is a lot of fun. And then uh, just real fast in the Discord, I think there was some some responses there. Uh, Peter Schott also said a different suggestion in there, which was Sentinels of the Multiverse, which is a game I do not love. Mm. So I disagree with you there. <laughs> uh, but uh, I can't see who it says on there now, but somebody put Marvel... The um, there's several Marvel games that I considered. Marvel United was one I considered. Yeah. Marvel Champions, Lord of the Rings, the card game, and the Arkham Horror card game. All three of those, honestly, I didn't put on my list because they're for me they're exclusively solo. Yeah. They would make one of those would make a solo list, but not sure. cooperative. So. Yeah, I didn't even think about the the Marvel the card game. The one that's the one man we played that game. Marvel ton. Champions. Was, yes. Yeah. I mean that. that very well could have been my number five. If it may be like five A, five B. We played that game a lot. That was a good one. Oh my goodness. I just made it to the bottom of my coffee and it was like mud. Some kind of sludge <laughs> right. coming out. I was oh, like, what yeah. in the world I is thought, in did there? Did you reach your co- read for your coffee thinking you were drinking A and W? No. Beer? I was drinking <laughs> okay. some kind of sludge. I don't know what that is. It's disgusting. Anyway. Okay, well Steven, thanks for yeah, coming man. on the show. I really appreciate it. We probably this is a longer show. But you put a mic in front of Stephen and I. It's just gonna be. Yeah, it's just gonna keep going. Just gonna be talking. Right? We'll Absolutely. leave here and we'll talk for another two hours. Sure. <laughs> no, I'm just glad we could finally get it together. It's been a while. Yeah. Almost yeah. didn't happen because my garage door broke. But thankfully, uh, a gentleman was able to come out and fix it, so I was able to have time to come take care of that. So. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you made it. Hopefully, we'll have you on at another point. Thanks for always listening, always being encouragement, being one of my best friends. Or you know, Stephen is my best friend, but I say one of them because my sure. wife is actually my best friend. Yeah, so. yeah. You better do that. Yeah. <laughs> Which, by the way, side note, real quick, the first time I ever met Dean, he had orange hair. Like, anyway, just say it. <laughs> I should post some pictures of that, maybe. Maybe not. Oh, and, yeah, man, we got so many stories we could tell we people do. town about the pumpkin and the me dressing up like you for Halloween. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Steven is dressed up for as as me for Halloween, and I was carved a face, his face in a pumpkin before. <laughs> That's how close we are with friends. Which has another <laughs> funny story with one of our friends. <laughs> Oh, man, that's awesome. Uh, but anyway, that's going to do it for episode 130. Thanks again for, for coming on. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can reach out to us on all the methods of social media at Meepletown Games. You can email us, Meepletown, uh, what is it? Oh, my goodness, Mail at gmail.com or just Meepletown games at gmail.com i think either one of those works uh reach out to us on the guild on board game geek guild number 3407 we have a discord if you are on discord definitely plug in on there we have lots of great conversation happening on there until next time thanks for coming down to meeple town